turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Let's take a look at the markets. The old see you in court trick. The president responded after the United States appeals court dealt him an unfavorable ruling on his executive order banning travel tied towards Muslim countries and other certain restrictions. Um, see you in court. This is probably positive for Wall Street. The whole, okay, he's not going to get everything that he wants. Federal appeals court rules against Trump, refuses to reinstate the travel ban. That's a little bit positive for the world economy, right? If we're not banning people from getting in and out of uh, countries doing business. The ruling issued by a three-judge panel on the San Francisco-based Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is very liberal in general, means refugees and citizens of the seven majority Muslim countries affected by the ban can continue entering the U.S. as the ban makes its way through the court system. So that's a little bit of a positive. Yesterday, Trump says, I'm going to give you a tax cut that's phenomenal. Now, that's a little vague. We don't really know what that means. What's phenomenal for me, I'll tell you what it is. Probably about a five foot ten tall French woman giving me a back massage and a head massage with oil. Maybe doing a little. Would you like some champagne? No. Sure, I would. Would you like me to cut your taxes to 20%? Sure, I would. 10%? Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. How about the zero? Yes, please. So that's a phenomenal tax cut to me. So Wall Street Wall Street wants Rob Black's phenomenal tax cut. The problem is, and I know you could probably skip the whole five foot tall French woman massaging my head with oil. Um, I want zero percent. That's phenomenal. Now what's going to happen is going to be less than phenomenal, and there will be some probably disappointment down the road. But in the short term. 
It's on the agenda. It's coming. We don't, we know nothing. Phenomenal to Trump might be crazy to Ryan and they have to somehow meet in the middle. We don't know. We know it's not going to be Rob Black's version of Phenomenal. So he's going to be disappointed. What I'm basically setting you up for is life is a big disappointment. You probably don't want to go any further than you are now. You probably won't succeed. So don't take any chances. So just when you say the macro trade loses its luster, President Trump lit the flame again with his I'm the big picture guy, phenomenal tax plan yesterday. And the market had a spectacular day yesterday. It was huge. New record highs for the Dow, new record highs for the NASDAQ, new record highs for the S&P 500. Person who's running the commercial about real estate and the stock market crashing, I want an apology from you. Record highs without commissions and fees going to you. Wrong. I'm not going to get it? Maybe Chewbacca will give me an apology? Maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Chewie. You're always good for an apology. The stock market wasn't given any specific details on the tax plan. I just gave you my phenomenal tax plan. So we kind of just said, that's a psychological boost. Now, have you ever seen the guy running a marathon and someone comes up to him and goes, you can do it. You can do it. You only got four more miles. And the guy gets a big smile on his face. He's like, I only got four more miles. And he goes, another 10 steps, another 10 steps. And then his leg breaks and he never finishes the race. That could be the market. We could get a phenomenal psychological boost and still break a leg. So what am I talking about? I'm just trying to gauge you for let's not get irrationally exuberant. Stock market wasn't given any specific details. So there's a couple important vantage points here. Worries have surfaced recently that foreign policy distractions risk getting in the way of his domestic policy. So it served as a timely reminder that the administration hasn't taken its eye off the stock market's most important ball, which is tax reform. And if the Fed is tied towards some sort of tax deal, you could probably expect some sort of stimulus coming out of that. And the Fed going, okay, will this raise interest rates or not? So there has to be some sort of support here. The stock market's advance yesterday was a reflection of the so-called Trump put in action, which is to say the market moved on hype more than substance. Um, some headlines out there today were moving higher on Wall Street yet again. Uh, new record territories. But you know what? We opened stronger and we already are starting to turn a little lower. So we're losing petroleum or we're losing gasoline or we're losing uh, fire. Fire! China's delivering a reassuring trade balance report for January. I trust nothing out of the Chinese as far as economic data goes. Um, seven year-over-year growth in both exports and imports. There's an indication that President Trump and President Xi Jinping had a pleasant call, and that President Trump said the White House will respect the one-China policy. That's a big piece of news today. He reports that the IMF and the Eurozone have agreed on a common stance on Greece. Greece is still a problem. You probably remember I get into trouble every two years on this radio station because of Greece. They're part of that whole European Union, and uh, they're one of the reasons I think that you saw um, 
the United Kingdom say, you know, this isn't really working and we want out. We don't want to fund Greece's liabilities forever. So you see a rise in oil prices. That's helping the stock market. The IEA highlighted OPEC's encouraging production cut. So they stuck at about 90%, which is encouraging if you're one of those people who believe in manipulation of the markets. The United States can't make that up. Um, so oil should go higher. NVIDIA. I'm going to do a... I'm going to do an update later today on KDOW. KDOW's got a Facebook page. And if you go like it, Facebook like KDOW, I'm going to do a uh, Facebook Live video today on NVIDIA. I know you're saying fancy. I'm going to do that sometimes in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, all you got to do is go to Facebook and like KDOW. And that's going to be exclusive to KDOW. So Japanese Prime Minister Abe is meeting with President Trump today. Oh, NVIDIA, real quick. um, Real strong earnings out of them. And NVIDIA, is, if you listen to their conference call, it was pretty impressive. They make high-end semiconductors where if you play things like Xbox or Sony PlayStation, those are called graphic processors that help kind of, you know, get all the things going. And graphic processors are really great at video games like driving where you're, you know, in a car and you have cars wrapped around you and you lose your lane and things like that. And that same technology is being implemented into self-driving cars in the United States. But these graphic processors are tied towards neural networks. They're tied towards... Um, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality. They're tied towards everything that's a buzzword right now. They're even tied towards cancer research. I don't know how, but they are. So there's some inflation concerns right now about what's going on with the economy and what's going on with the stock market. So 10-year treasury slipped to its lows. It's about 2.4%, still a pretty good number if you're looking for a 30-year mortgage. Um, Export prices were up 2.3%, which is a pretty big increase, which is inflationary which the Fed will note and go, okay, we don't want too much of this. Uh, the Fed wants Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold, just right in the middle. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can listen to me here Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Um, got an event coming up in Los Gatos that we'll talk about a little later. You can hear the commercial on it. going to talk a little ice hockey with the red-hot record-setting San Jose Barracuda coming up right after the break. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old time hockey, like it is sure. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Except for on Fridays, we talk a little bit of ice hockey. We are the flag station for the San Jose Barracuda. Very proud of that. Barracuda moved back from Wooster all the way across the coast to San Jose, home of the San Jose Sharks, their NHL franchise affiliate. Uh, joining me now, Ryan Mushnell, assistant coach for the Barracuda. Congratulations on the six-game record-winning streak. Yeah, I'd like to say that I have uh, everything to do with it, but that's uh, it's not the case. You know when you lose, it's only coaching. But when you win, it's the players, right? Absolutely. I have a bigger question. <laughs> Is it lucky bounces, or, or are you better? Are you the better team right now? Um, you know what? It's you know to call a spade a spade. I think the 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 most important thing right now is our goaltending's been outstanding. Troy Grossnick's really kind of you know uh hit some of the mistakes that we've made he's been uh, absolutely outstanding and um couldn't happen to a better guy he's uh off the chart human being and uh, we're very lucky to have troy 
Now, Troy has played up in the NHL, hasn't quite stuck around. A lot of AAH goalies get there, and it seems like sometimes the go- coaches in the NHL don't quite trust the rookies. Am, <laughs> am I on to something there, or am I not? You might be. I don't think it's any secret. I think, you know, the one thing that, that coaches, especially at the NHL level, you know, goaltending make or kind of break your season, and, and um, it's a position that's always evolving, and, and I think Troy's done a, a great job of taking ownership in his career and, and, you know, went through some struggles and, and, uh, this summer really kind of, uh, found his identity and what works for him. And, and I think, uh, Hedberg and, and, uh, Nabokov have been amazing for him. I think, uh, they've done a great job with Troy, but most importantly, Troy's taken ownership and, uh, and kind of got his game, uh, as good as it's going to get. It's good to know. Now, you've been on a hot streak. You have been having to do it while players are being called up to the Sharks. Um, you've gotten a couple of players returned back to you recently. You've sent a couple more back up. Um, how is the influx in transition as a coach? Uh, do you enjoy that challenge? Is it is it a little bit crazy? Or where do you stand on that? Yeah, no, I think I think initially at first it's uh it's a little it's a little crazy. But the one thing that we have here is a lot of depth. So uh, when guys go up, there's opportunity for other guys to kind of get their minutes and 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 kind of fill in where where they left off, and and vice versa. I think it it works the same up there. But you know we're very lucky, and we have a real young squad that are are. Uh, I like to say easy teaches, you know, they, they grasp concepts very easily and, and, uh, when they make a mistake, it's, it's not kind of an in-between mistake. It's an aggressive mistake, which, uh, which I'm a big fan of. I don't think Roy's at times is, uh, <laughs> as welcoming as the big mistake as I am, but, um, uh, there really, there really is a lot of opportunity for guys within this organization to go and, 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 you know, find an identity in the NHL and, and um, that's what this league is for, to get your game right and, and teach you how to be a pro and, and go up there and kind of not miss a beat. And yet, even though there's a lot of development going on, it's still an amazing game to watch. It's an amazing game to take your kids to. Um, I'm a big fan of that, which kind of freaks me out because your players are closer in age to my kids than they are to me. Um, you've got a really youthful squad this year. Um, I, was, I, I wasn't going to bet against you. But it's a really youthful squad. You've really kind of risen to the occasion. You're doing a great job. Yeah, I think I think you know uh, the credit goes to Doug Wilson and Joe Will and and all our scouting staff that that really haven't just like signed and you know obviously found this talent. But I think the most important thing is that they found uh, amazing character, and that for me that's. Uh, that's huge you know you can you can live with some deficiencies when when players are high quality people and and that's what we've done I, I don't know if you've spent much time with Doug Wilson but I don't know if there's anybody I've met in the game as high quality as Doug he's he's uh off the chart uh person to sit down and have a coffee with he's uh you know he always kind of leave his office feeling better and and it's kind of evident in the, in the type of kids we have here it's They've really done an amazing job of, of finding an identity of what's important to the organization and sticking to it. Doug Wilson being the ex-defenseman for the Sharks, uh, played a 1,000-plus games in the NHL, 1,000-plus games as a general manager. The closest I've ever gotten to Doug Wilson is watching him on television from my couch. <laughs> I might have been in the same building with him when a game was going on, but I don't get that close. Well, I'll put it this way. He's close to, he's close to everybody's... Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that, 
uh, takes the time with everyone, regardless of who you are. And you know, if you're uh, you're an usher, they they'll you'll never hear a bad word about Doug. Now, a six-game winning streak has gone a long way to assuring that we're in the playoff stretch. That you're pretty well positioned at this point in time. You would have to to choke up a hairball pretty bad not to make the playoffs and be well positioned. You feeling pretty good about where you are? Yeah, I think I think always you know as a coach there's uh, you know the one thing that we're not happy about in the six game stretch is that our goaltender's been our number one star I think five out of the six games and and you can't keep putting the pressure uh, on Troy to make those saves so we got to clean things up we you know we're big believers in taking ownership on where we are and and uh, uh, we'll celebrate the victories don't get me wrong that's real important in, in who we are but I think. Uh, for us, we got to shore some things up defensively, and and uh, you know you're always teaching. Uh, I think especially at this level, I think I think you know at the next level too. I think if you talk to Pete DeBoer, they're they're probably breaking down film as we speak. They're probably not happy with how the game went last night, and you know there's always there's always time there's always teachable moments, and uh, uh, you just can't you just can't look at the standings and say oh there's a little bit of breathing room because in our division there really isn't any breathing room. So uh, we know we got got our hands full with Bakersfield. We know we got our hands full with uh, uh, Ontario this weekend. So, you know, we're preparing today like, uh, you know, we've prepared all year. It's kind of like a Donald Trump moment where it's a huge game this weekend against Ontario. Um, <laughs> you have them by one fraction of a point, 0.67 winning percentage versus 0.66. You're in first place there in second place. Pretty big uh, 2.4 point swing, right? It is, you know, it's, they're all big points and, and, um, you know, for us, you know, we're young enough where at times I think we, we let things, uh, you know, kind of roll off our back, which is, which is great to be around as a coach, uh, not that the guys don't take uh, every game, the, you know, seriously, and, and but uh, you know, wins or losses, kind of, you know, that we don't let things dwell too uh, too long. We're kind of right back at it. So, um, you know, we just approach day to day. It's you know the typical hockey player quote that you know we take it period by period. And we, this squad, we really do. We don't get too ahead of ourselves, which uh, is re- uh, refreshing as a coach to kind of be around for sure. You got two big games coming up. Um, well, you got a little bit more than just two big games. But Saturday, you're playing the Bakersfield Condors, and you have to hustle back to San Jose. You got a home game where there's plenty of tickets for the Ontario Reign, which is the LA Kings franchise. Um, so you got to get a little bit of hatred going there. It's a five o'clock game Sunday, February twelfth. Tuesday, February fourteenth. It's Valentine's Day, and you've got a promotion tied towards that, which is pretty darn funny. Um, against the Tucson Roadrunners. Any of the last comments? We got about thirty seconds, Coach. Sorry, say that again. What's that? Sorry, what, what? What? Oh, I was going to say, do you have any last comments? We've got about uh, fifteen seconds. No, now. just you know, we we definitely um, appreciate the support here in town. It's it really is. Uh, it's a great value. It's uh, you know, a lot of our guys are going to be up with the Sharks. Uh, not just you know tomorrow. You never know. They're they're kind of going up uh, faster than than they're staying here. So it's a great opportunity to see guys at a at this level, and gotcha. and uh, they put it on the line every night. See you at the rink, Coach. Good luck this weekend.
now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So today, sometime after the show ends, I'm going to do an exclusive Facebook Live at KDOW, at their Facebook page. You have to like KDOW Facebook, Facebook KDOW, like it. And uh, on Fridays, I'm going to give you something cute and unique and inventive. Uh, there's a company that I'm going to highlight today, and uh, I hope to see you there. So I'd kind of like to make that a regular thing. Because it'd be kind of a super secret KDOW club kind of thing that no one knows about unless they listen to this show. Don't tell anyone. No way. No way. So rents are expected to soar by 25% in the next five years, faster than housing prices. Now, this is in London, but it's kind of a demand and kind of a story that's going around in the Western world, without a doubt. So there was a survey out that demand for rental properties continues to increase at the national level with a continued imbalance between supply and demand expected to squeeze rents higher. Rental price inflation. Inflation is one of those words that you go learn if you've never studied it. It's both good and bad. If you were to say, that guy's got an inflated ego, you'd be like, he's got inflation in his ego, right? His ego is inflated. You'd be like, that's not good. But if I were to say your bank account's been inflated, you'd be like, that's good. Wage inflation, you get the idea. Inflation's a good thing and a bad thing. You kind of want a little bit of it. You want it in moderation. So when you start looking at inflation on rent, 28% of respondents to the survey thought that landlords were likely to decrease the size of their portfolio over the next 12 months, which is pretty interesting. Um, not only are the headline price and rent series pointing to further increases over the course of the year, but more significantly, the medium-term professionals working up and down the country is that both house prices and rents over the medium term continue to grow at a faster pace than wages. So it's going to become less and less affordable to buy a house and to rent a house. And it always brings up the question of where's your fireman going to live? If he, Well, firemen can make a pretty good living, and they typically have a house. Or some firemen make a pretty good living. Um, but they don't buy a house in the affluent neighborhoods. They buy a house off of the beaten path, per se. But you want teachers. You want, you know, the mechanics. You want people who are going to, you know, not be lawyers and doctors and venture capitalists to live in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Uh, today, we're going to be interview- interviewing a mortgage lender. He's a person that's in your neighborhood. So the old Sesame Street, remember? You know, Sesame Street now is exclusive to HBO on all first runs. And then they basically, you know, send them out to KQED and PBS. And that's what that's HBO's way of saying we want to be portfor- portfolio relevant to Netflix. Netflix dominates Saturdays, which is fascinating. If you look at TV viewing schedules, Saturdays we're all watching Netflix, whether it's kids shows in the morning or movies at night. Um, broadcast TV still has kind of a life, you know, every other night, but Saturdays it's dominated by Netflix. And that's a tip of the hat to Netflix and the, the old-fashioned red envelope. Let's go to a phone call. Let's see who we have online. Juliet in San Jose. 
Hi. Hi. First time listener. My girlfriend turned me on to you, so you have to listen to this guy, Bob. He has all kinds of stuff to say about socks, and I said, I want to know who the guy is. Give me the guy's info. So I'm calling. First time caller. Okay. What do you want to know? So question is um, three things. Number one, what do you think of long-term annuities, 12 years with the residual income at the end of that where you don't lose your principal? Um, second, what you think about CARA, the stock, C-A-R-A, and Ford? Okay. Um, thanks for the questions. And um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to all of them, but let's start with annuities. Annuities are insurance products sold by insurance people. Um, you have to have an insurance license to do it. An annuity looks like an investment, but it has some insurance components to it. Unless you're super wealthy, you don't need it. You'd be better off buying some sort of term life insurance to cover the insurance that you want and invest the rest. Um, you'd rather, you'd much rather go after some sort of income portfolio that you continue to own, um, and keep the cost low. You, with your annuity, if you were to pull out the contract and you probably have the contract, you're going to see that there's a lot of fees and a lot of commissions, which you're probably have already been railroaded on. So depending on who sold you this annuity, there is a small minority of about 2% of annuities out there that are appropriate for people who are in retirement, not young enough before retirement, um, where like there's a company called Emeritus. It's not John Hancock. It's not a big insurance company. It's not a company you've probably heard of where they keep fees incredibly low and cost incredibly low, um, but you're also getting an incredibly low rate of return. I don't like annuities. To me, it's like, um, do I want to play basketball, which is a combination of baseball and basketball? No, I want to either do baseball or basketball. Same thing with annuities. It's part insurance, part investments. Do I want to be in a car that's also a submarine? Uh, no, I'd rather be in a submarine or a car. Um, the problem with annuities is you get into that situation where someone sells you the product, and that's always a problem. And just to show you that I'm consistent with this, um, I use Geico and USAA. I don't have an insurance agent. I don't want a middleman. Um, I don't need the middleman. So the middleman was very, very important to me back in the early 1900s, mid-1900s, where, you know, someone would come knock on your door. Well, Ms. Brown, I see that you don't have homeowner's insurance, and I think your house might burn down. Well, sure. Thank you. Um, so it was a product that, you know, again, has been invented to add on to other policies in your life. Um, I would avoid annuities like a plague. Um, I would avoid annuity salespeople like a plague. Um, if you need some articles on annuities, please drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com or rob at robblack.com. Um, the Federal Reserve of the United States, FINRA of the United States, have issued warnings on annuities. Now, it's pre, that's kind of like the Surgeon General saying smoking's not safe for you. Some people look at that and go, eh, I don't trust the Surgeon General. And they did in the 1970s and 1980s. And a lot of people got cancer. The United States at one point in time said it's a pretty good idea that you have to wear your seatbelt. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too constricting. I can't breathe. Can't possibly hold my um, vodka, on, vodka on the rocks while I'm driving with a seatbelt on. Um, people had problems with it. So I, I don't have a problem with government agencies saying these are dangerous products and you need to be very, very, very careful. So if you need, and Jane Bryant Quinn, who does financial contributions for 
um, NBC. And when I say that, I say it with a lot of respect that she's like on the Today Show, which I would kill to be on the Today Show. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you give me like a hatchet and you put me in the room with Jane Bryant Quinn and the lights go out, I might do it. Um, now, I like Ford as a short-term trade at times. But right now we've got a president who we don't know what the hell is going to happen with Mexico and with China. Um, the auto industry is at peril. The auto industry is a lot like the housing market. They've both had great seven, eight-year runs. We're selling record numbers of cars, but we're also selling record number of cars at seven-year um, loans. And that's crazy. That means that we're keeping our cars. We're going to have to keep our cars on the road longer or we're going to have to go upside down on our loans. So be cautious. Um, I don't think Ford is a great long-term name. I think Ford is a great short-term name. I like General Motors more short-term. Um, I think their quarterly results were better. Um, I think they've got a better lineup of vehicles. I like Tesla more because both Ford and General Motors, they've got employees who, let's just call them uh, people who get pensions. Let's not call them employers. Where you have Tesla, who's like, you get a paycheck and you get a 401k, you don't get a pension. Sorry. Now, Tesla is getting running into a situation in Fremont where they might unionize. So there's a lot going on in the auto industry. I think you can find way, 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 way better um, investments than Ford. Now, again, short term, I think it's it's incredibly tradable. It's one of those companies, it's like sometimes it's $10, sometimes it's $11, sometimes it's $12. And a stock like that can move pretty quickly, pretty far. When I was a kid, um, we referred to Ford as found on road dead. And Japanese automakers had their day, so to speak. Um, we knew Toyotas, and to this day, I believe that a Toyota, any Toyota is a better vehicle than a Ford. If you were to give, if you were to say, you could win, I don't know, we'll give you a Toyota or a Ford. I'd say, give me the Toyota. Um, pretty much so across the board. Now you could look at the, the EP, you could look at the PE of Ford and, um, get confused. Because there's a lot of sometimes payouts to the pension plan, so the PE looks really, really low. But the growth rate's probably at a record high or near record high. Short term, yes, it could trade to 14 or 10. You have that going for you. Now, as far as your last stock, I don't know if I have time to pull it up. Kara Therapeutics, um, $16 stock. I'll talk a little Kara Therapeutics in the next break. Um, ticker symbol is C-A-R-A. For those of you who want to play at home, it's C-A. R-A, for the first-time listener who referred to me cutely as Bob. Bob? No one calls me Bob. Dentists call me Bob. Last time I was, dentist called me Bob, I was in a dark room with a hatchet. Only one of us came out. Um, but also, thank you to your girlfriend who recommended you listen to the show. I think that's very sweet. Um, if you want to drop me an email, I'll send you some emails on investing. I'll send you some emails on those annuities and why you want to stay away from them. Um, 99% of people, including myself, have no annuities, don't need annuities, and don't want annuities. So we'll talk about that and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's Robblack Show. Call the show 800-516-1220. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 6.30. 
We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, March 9th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So we got a call from Juliet, and I think I kind of answered two of her three questions. She asked about annuities. I'm not a big fan. I think that they tend to be sold by people who have very limited knowledge in financial products. A friend of mine is a divorcee, and she started dating... A guy, and she's like, she's telling me all about him. And he, she's like, oh, he works at Morgan Stanley. I'm like, he's a loser. So working at Morgan Stanley in the 90s and early 2000s and the 80s was very prestigious. But at this point in time, it's very dinosaur. So, and uh, he's, he's roaming around. He's a T-Rex, but uh, let's just say the, the winter is coming. There won't be a lot more Morgan Stanley executive vice presidents which means absolutely nothing, down the road. Um, why did I bring that up? Um, oh, because there's a lot of people who sell product that you just don't need, and annuities are one of them. Ford, I'd have to get to know Juliet a little bit more. I could make a weird case for it in a portfolio of 20 stocks, but it's really not going to be jumping off the page at me. Um, I think there's better income plays. I think there's better value plays. I don't think they go out of business. I think they do have a little bit of a Trump issue that is probably going to resolve itself for the better. I can't imagine some of the things that come out of his mouth are going to go and stick in place. He kind of reminds me of myself when I say that sometimes you negotiate out of fear and power. And, you know, you go, I can go into my boss and go, I'm going to quit unless you, you know, give me a, a new producer. <laughs> Because you'd be in jail. Sorry, Mike. Um, Well, it's not my fault. And uh, he'll go, why? What do you not like about him? And, you you know, we'll eventually hammer out, like, we just need a little bit more money. We don't need to replace Mike. We just need a little bit more money to make the show sound better. Um, Very funny. So I think Trump's kind of the same way with how Mexico plays out. He kind of of threatens, but we'll see. I could be totally wrong. Um, So Kara Therapeutics was the last one that Juliet was asking about. Now, Kara Therapeutics, to me, is, you take a look at it, and um, I should talk a little bit about it first. Um, Kara Therapeutics is out of Connecticut, which is a good thing. It's a biotech company, which is kind of a good thing. You know, there's four parts of healthcare. There's, like, the, um, the HMOs, the PPOs. There's the hospital investments. There's the major pharmaceuticals, the Mercs, the Eli Lilly's, the Pfizer's. Then you get into the biotech companies, and biotech companies can do things like grow hair on my head. They can 
you know, maybe, you know, treat liver disease, maybe treat, you know, blood clots better than anyone else has. Um, and they're the most exciting, but here's the problem is that sometimes like they're trying to cure cancer and there's 30 of them trying to cure lung cancer and there's 30 of them trying to cure liver disease and there's 30 of them trying to grow hair on your head. And you don't know which, you know, Dr. Um, black versus Dr. Brown, which one's going to be better and which one's got better, you know, treatments, but care therapeutics is all about pain therapy. It's a clinical stage biopharmaceutical company focusing on developing and commercializing new chemical products designed to alleviate pain by targeting opiate receptors. Now, they're trying to do something very unique. Um, in patients with moderate to severe pain, they have had demonstrated nice eff- efficacy. Efficacy is a key, key word in biotech stocks. Um, so they're trying to come out with being able to treat pain but not have the, the negative side effects. So it's kind of, I'm not going to say pie in the sky, but there's not a lot going on as far as revenue at this point in time. It's a developmental company, which would be like, you know, me and you deciding, um, I'm going to develop this new idea and we're going to, you know, go after social media. And I need a million dollars. And the person says, what do you need a million dollars for? What's your revenue? So I go, oh, nothing. I just have this great idea. And it might be a great idea, but be careful. The Care Therapeutics had a big week this week. They announced that they've completed patient enrollment for a multi-dose phase of adaptive phase 2-3 trial of a study on dialysis patients with moderate severe uremic pruritus. I don't even know what a uremic is, and I certainly don't know what pruritus is. But UP, as it's known, is an intractable systemic itch condition in patients with chronic kidney disease. Um, there's no approved therapies in the United States. Maybe that's what I have. I'm always itchy. So I'm so dirty that even my crabs have herpes. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Um, actually, I'm supposed to say that about my ex, but I'm trying to be nicer now and just didn't. I'm internalizing a lot of pain and hate. Behave so, yourself. So Kara was up 21% on that news this week. Um, now, here's the problem. It's a developmental stage company. They're in phase three. Now, there's, I'm going to give you like a basic idea of phase one. Let's test this on models. So we have this painkiller. Let's, um, let's test it on a, a theoretical compu- computational model. Phase two might be, okay, let's test this on rabbits. Um, phase three might be, let's test this on humans. So phase three is the important one. As you might remember in the 1970s with thalidomide, where we're trying to help the contractions of women during labor, it worked wonderfully in rabbits, but caused massive birth defects in humans. Um, so sometimes that phase two, phase three is kind of important. Not always, but sometimes. Um, so this is, to me, kind of a gamble. If they get the phase three approval, and I know nothing about their drugs, if you are a nurse at a hospital doing part of the study, you have way more information than Wall Street, and probably Hollywood, too. I know you're saying Hollywood. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it just comes out of my mouth. Um, it is a very small company. They used to do $11 million, $12 million of revenue in 2013, and then it dropped down to $3 million in 2014, 2015. So you can see that it's developmental. Their operating loss last year was $25 million on $3 million in revenue. Mathematically, that's not good. That means, yes, they're developing something, but they have to keep going back to their funders saying we need more. So if you want to own this one, Juliet, I would look at it as going to Vegas. 
unless you're a doctor or a nurse or unless you're involved in the clinical trials, which then you probably have inside information and you're not supposed to do what you're doing. But long story short, this is a role. I'm not saying no. You may be reading medical journals. You may be way on top of this. Where Wall Street can't do research on, on small clinical trials, you can. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Thank you.